Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. And welcome into WEGL's exclusive Formula One show, otherwise known as Smooth Operators. We are live after missing last week due to a gas leak. I think that's what the story was. Sewage pipe failure. But before... A little bit different than a gas leak. Sewage pipe failure. Well, whatever whatever it is. Gas related, but not directly. Whatever it is, Ben. (laughs) We have an important piece of business before we start this show off. Yes, we do. Our esteemed co-host, Griggs Blankenberg, congratulations. You are 21 years old. You are finally able to legally say you are not 20. Happy birthday. How does it feel? When you put it like that, it feels weird, but I appreciate it. Thank you, Noah. But, yes. How does it feel to have one more foot in the (laughs) (laughs) One step closer. Anyway, we are anyway. live. Smooth operators, welcome back. It's been a week break. It's Noah Phillips, Ben McClurk, and Grace Blankenberg, as always. And joining us for the first time on the F1 show is Mr. Joey Farhara. How are you doing? What's going on, y'all? I'm excited. What's going on? We're doing good, doing good. All right, so we have a packed show, but let's start off with the news that kind of started at the beginning of the week before we got into uh, the first couple days of practice, and that is about Spain. Yeah, you can go flat round here now. <laughs> Spain has decided to omit the turn 13-14 chicane and make it just into turn 13, which is now a very sweeping uh, right-hand turn. It covers the same amount of distance on on track as turn 13-14 chicane would, but instead it diverts around the chicane and it makes a very fast sweeping right-hander at about 90 degrees. You can hit it at roughly 120. You're going quick, and it opens up more overtaking out of the exit, and it shortens the track time a little bit. It also increases the straight length because you're not coming out of a slower chicane into a right-hand bend. You're basically just whipping it around. Kind of being new to F1, it kind of was last year from what I'd heard when they were talking about track renovations when they only redid the podium. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So It was kind of like – my goodness, we're finally getting rid of the chicane. And then they finally listened to the people, which turned out to be a pretty just eh race. Yeah. Now it can be a lot more interesting because we have, you have a lot of like, you have that one, that, that mini straight to go into the main, um, main straight uh-huh. near the pit lane and uh-huh. everything. And if you've, if you've ever run that track in a simulator, that chicane is tricky. And getting rid of it is going to make the racing a lot more interesting because you don't have, as big of a braking zone, you'll be able to break way later into the corner. And you can also make passes on the outside of it. I was just going to say, if you've ever played that track <coughs> on F1, it is the worst chicane probably besides the castle section in Baku yeah. to have to do. It takes probably 10 seconds out of the lap. I'd rather race Rainbow Road in that Baku <laughs> section. I'd rather race terrible. Rainbow Road backwards than do the castle section in Baku. I think we are kind of underselling. <coughs> this uh, renovation they're going to make to Spain. This is a total hallelujah-type moment. Yeah. As (laughs) F1 has listened to its fans, and Spain also, I don't know who exactly owns the track. F1 does, or FIA probably made this decision uh, to divert back to the older type of 
a right hander or whatever the correct term is. Yeah, it's a, it's a right hand. Right hand, right hander instead of that chicane. I think every single fan not only wanted that, but I think every single fan is now thankful that they've reverted back to it. Yeah. You have to also think about this though, because if you're the people who are who own the Barcelona track, you have to like you have to be wondering because they obviously were probably thinking, hey, look what happened to uh, the Circuit de Paul Ricard. Yeah. It got removed from the schedule because it had too many tricky boring slow sections exactly kind of fix it or you're gone at this exactly point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's what and i guess that's what they kind of thought just go back to the original layout yeah. that yeah. people liked and make it a more interesting race so it can yeah. attract more ad revenue more sponsors people don't turn away from this race they only mm-hmm. just watch qualifying mm-hmm. you had to get that because again there's a lot of new races coming in a lot of old races going out i mean not having francis here China's still getting more and more tricky. Uh, Sochi's no longer an option. And then the addition of the two new American races these past two seasons. And that's not even talking about Kailami in South Africa looking like it's going to be either next year or the year after. And Vietnam is being talked about again. I mean, they're trying to expand as much as they can. So these older tracks like Paul Ricard, like Spain, they're kind of on the chopping block now. Yeah, I'll be very surprised we don't see uh, Vietnam coming back at some point, because they poured a lot of money into that track, and just for it to never be ran. Same with South Korea. South Korea was a Tilka design circuit. I mean, they got, they had legitimate backing, and then they only ran one race. The plan was to build a city around the entire thing, and you know, obviously that never worked out. But there, there are plenty of teams, or plenty of organizers and event builders in other countries, like South Africa, like Vietnam. And even again in the United States, the the United States is the most successful example of this, but they're looking to get new graces on the calendar. And if you don't make interesting changes to classic circuits like Catalonia, you're going to miss out. And I'm very glad that they did this because it's going to tremendously help racing. And, you know, I, I, I hope I really my hope is, is that we move away from parking lots <laughs> and boring races that go. Round and round. That's why my Detroit street circuit idea is so, such a great idea. Yeah, I hope I hope we can I move hope we away. Never go back to Detroit, Griggs, <laughs> ever, or Dallas, or, or Phoenix, or go to Chicago, like or NASCAR, Las, or Las Vegas, one or two. Like, we, I hope that we can find some balance between accessibility and in return of investment and good racing. I hope that and Catalonia is a great change, and being in Barcelona is huge because Barcelona is such a massive city and attracts a lot of tourists and stuff like that. And Formula One has been there for such a long time. And so I'm very, very glad that they made those changes and looking forward to the future because other tracks are going to start doing that. They're going to catch on. It's it, going to be successful. It will be very interesting. I have some news for you, Griggs. Uh, I'll be at the F1 race in Vegas. Of course he will be. I knew, oh my I, knew you were, I knew you were so going to say that. So it will be interesting to see. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a spectacle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see what the racing is like. I mean, they're getting all the shots. They're going to drive past the fountains of the Bellagio, past, you know, MGM Grand Mandalay Bay. I mean, I'm sure it'll be an amazing time, yeah. but we'll see how the racing of it is. I mean, yeah, again, that's uh, that has to be, what, the longest straight in Formula 1. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Be, it's like crazy. It's like they're, I'm looking at the track, kind of like the layout right now. There's like – it's mostly like straight. 12 turns, barely. Yeah. No, it's going to be a very heavy, almost like Monza, those tiny, tiny rear wings. And it's, and it's crazy also because yeah. a new race that close to the end of the season, if we have a close title fight, that's going to be very interesting. A new track as, no the, one as knows the pen it, yeah. ultimate race going from Brazil to now Las Vegas. Engine power is going to be huge. You're yeah, going to see is. that. 
Audi's going to be looking at that. The new technical oh, yeah. partnership with Red Bull Ford is going to be looking at that, oh, trying yeah. to maximize straight line speed. So what are some, like, okay, so we just talked about Barcelona making some changes. What is the track that you guys also think needs to make a similar-esque change to their mm. maybe layout or something to avoid being like the Circuit de Paul Ricard? I think Baku needs to go back to running the outer circuit layout. That was fantastic during the COVID year they ran. Two. Oh, yeah, Bahrain, the outer or circuit. Ba- Bahrain, yeah, yeah. The that Bahrain outer circuit. Rapid. It's quick. It's very, very fast. And it Bahrain has a lot of shortcomings on the inner circuit. I feel like uh, turn nine and ten, especially that little – The little the back little kink. Yeah, yeah, the little kink and then the sweep that comes after it and then you that into the stadium section. That is, downhill turn ten. Yeah, nine, nine and ten really don't do well. And the outer circuit really – goes around that in such a way that you wind up having a super long straight and then a super heavy braking zone. And also I'd like to see Mexico make some changes. I think Miami yeah. definitely needs Gosh. to be. I know Miami sucks. I think they're, they're changing the, the like, Traction. asphalt or something they, like that. They're relaying they, all the asphalt. They need yeah. to because they, they had, like, this limestone base. They're, asphalt, they're adding real water, awful. I heard. They really? need to. <laughs> Can to we the, not park to, to the marina? Add real boats. I, I want to know who the people who paid <clears throat> to have their yachts craned into a concrete parking. I loved. Here. I loved how also it's they ridiculous. they mark it as the Miami Grand Prix, and yet it's like in like floral, uh, like uh, it's something gardens, something gar- Miami like gardens, like it's not actually away. Miami. No, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> they like have like the shots from the drone. Where they kind of zoom in on Sky Sports of Miami downtown. Yeah, they have to zoom all like, the way out. Comes you to live Miami. to the Dolphin Stadium at Hard Rock. Yeah. And but, where the Hurricanes play. Don't forget about that. Uh, that's that's still a, not They smart need a real enough. stadium. Yes, they do. They really do. Um, for me, I think a one that could maybe change just a little bit. That's tough because still, like, looking. I've seen a lot of these races now. Um, I don't – Bring like, back Spain's the Singapore good. sling. Yes. <laughs> like, kind of what he was saying about the uh, the U.S. one. Um, they've, they've, they've done a good job of – you know, kind of weeding out the ones that are a little boring in, in terms of layout. This is the probably one they would need to change maybe a little bit, but I don't think it's going to happen. It would be Monaco. Don't say it. Yeah, That's not going to yeah, happen. It's not going to happen, but they would – F1 does not want to be there. Or, like, the people who – like because they get none of the broadcasting money through it. They get yeah, none of that stuff. If they could reach an agreement with the Monegasque televisors and the French televisors, maybe there could be – there could be a good chance of their long-lasting future being secured. I think I think all that they could do for Monaco is put a DRS zone in the tunnel. That would be so cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be sick. I just think there's no room, not even just like on the circuit, but in the city. Like if you look at the streets, they're tiny. Yeah, yeah it's those cars are way too big to be on that mm-hmm. circuit. Yeah. That is true. Downsize the cars. I say we bring back V10s. And then uh, it's time. Make them. Por- Porsche's make them. new f- renewable fuel. There's no reason not to. There's no reason not to. I'll, I'll tell you a track that desperately needs a reconfiguration and probably doesn't need to be raced at at all is Saudi Arabia. Oh, I yeah. hate. I hated that track. I don't uh, like Saudi driving Arabia. it in the Formula One game is not fun, in my opinion. You can agree with me on that if you yeah. want to, but that that track just really makes me mad. And then all the geopolitical stuff yeah i'm not going to talk about because i'm not <laughs> smart enough or qualified enough to talk about world-renowned educated person world-renowned educated and ibs, IBS uh, award winner award no, winner no Phillips. broadcaster okay. no we, Phillips, what were you gonna say Joey? um i echo the sentiment on driving that in the f1 game even on the wheel it's it, it's impossible to get a clean lap i mean yeah. in terms of racing it's an entertaining race to watch it, it like is the layout is really 
tight. I feel like it's one of the few tracks that, you know, test drive. It gets them on edge. Yeah. Like Monaco, yeah, it gets you on edge. But, I mean, you go to, like. Just because the walls make you seem so close. Exactly. You go to, like, Paul Ricard <clears throat> or Mexico, you have those long runoff areas. Yeah. You make a mistake in Jetta and you are, your race is over. I mean, yeah, look yeah. at Mick Schumacher last year. Yeah. Former F1 driver. Made the hey, he's still run out of money. Hey, he's still in F1. Former. Yeah, he's former, former driver. He's, former he's starting driver. Now. Speaking of Mick, he said he's been getting offers from people. I would um, love to know who wants him to drive for them. I am me. very curious. I want Mick to drive me around Auburn. Hendrick very Motorsports. Curious. Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> when, when Kevin Magnuson turns out to be just as slow as I thought he would be, they're going to ask him to come back. All right, that is going to do it for our talk on Spain's new layout and other tracks we'd like to see. Coming up, we're starting into our season preview. We're going to give our season predictions for the year before we get into our pre uh, preview for everything in Bahrain. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome in to another episode of the Smooth Operators Podcast. I am your good friend, Ben McClurkin, and I'm keeping it breezy with my buddies, Griggs Blankenberg, Noah Phillips, and Joey Ferrara. And uh, guys, we're just going to get right into it. We have a new season coming, and the season has already begun. Free practice one has already run, and free practice two is coming up. Nope, it's already happened. Oh, wait, it's happened? It's in It's in the Middle East, Ben. Oh, FP3 is going to be coming up in about 15 to 16, 16 hours. hours. Whatever. Um, but right now we're just going to talk about things that have been going on over testing and how we feel, not predictions-wise, but how we feel mm -hmm. the rest of the season's going to go. Let's start off, yes, let's start off with running through the schedule very quickly. Yeah. Uh, first off, we got Bahrain this week. Uh, in round two on March 19th, we are at Saudi Arabia. Ooh, round boo. three is Australia. Round four Ooh. is in Baku, almost a month after Australia has happened in Azerbaijan. On the uh, 7th of May, we are at the United States, uh, sorry, Miami Grand Prix, followed by the uh, 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 Emilio Romano Grand Prix on May 21st. Round seven, we are at Monaco. Uh, round eight, we are at Spain, which we just talked about. Round nine, we are at Canada. Round 10, Austria. Round 11, we are at Silverstone. Round 12, we are at Hungary. Round 13, we are in Belgium. Round 14, we are in the Netherlands. Round 15, we are at Italy again for the uh, Premio d'Italia Grand Prix. Uh, we are at Singapore for round 16. Round 17, we return to Japan. Round 18, we are at Qatar. Round 19, we are at Coda for the United States Grand Prix. Round 20, we are at Mexico. Round 21, Brazil. Round 22, the debut of the uh, Heineken Silver Las Vegas Grand Prix. And finally, we wrap up the season once again at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix on November 26th. That is the season we have 23 races. You can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but doesn't usually Spain come before Monaco? Yes. So what I've always understood is that Spain is a litmus test for Monaco and who's going to do well there. Real interesting to see that uh, Spain comes after Monaco this year. Yeah. So Monaco could be completely up in the air uh, outside of, you know, the basic stuff of who's fast, who's not. That's true. But I think Monaco is going to become an even more intriguing, ra intrig intriguing race uh, on May 28th. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, especially considering that uh, Imola is the race before it, which is very speed-oriented. You're going to have to swap your setup 
massively in order to be successful at Monaco. And then you're switching to a medium speed circuit at Barcelona. So it'll be very interesting to see how that pans out. And then Canada, another tight one. So Canada. Love Canada. Canada's my favorite. Best circuit on the calendar. Besides maybe Belgium. Spa's a great one. So good. Besides maybe the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Miami. Actually. We'll see. We'll see how our parking lots do over here in the States. Um, it's not a parking lot. We're driving by the horseshoe, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Whatever they want you I to love believe, Mi- believe Hey, it. Miami. They got real water now. We're, we're seeing improvements. We are seeing improvements. If they fix the tarmac and don't have to do what they did in the 80s where they threw dust on there <laughs> so you could drive over it and and maybe make the maybe make the surface a little less bumpy, that it, we have a chance at a good track. As long as it doesn't look like Nashville for IndyCar, oh my we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to. I think they need to go to Daytona. Just put them in a circle. Oh no! They would blow up. They would literally incinerate those F1 cars. The, the speed would just be. It. They'd make like a, uh, a vortex. A, the, what's it called? The proton accelerator, just going around <laughs> that fast on that. If they're gonna do that. Go to Talladega. Yeah. yeah. Go to Daga. Oh man. Go to Daga. We come to you live from <laughs> the Formula One Grand Prix in Tal- the Alabama Grand Prix. From the Conecuh Formula One <laughs> Talladega Grand Prix. Dude, those Pirellis would not hold yeah, up. They would get eaten. The up. Yellowwood Grand Prix. The Yellowwood Grand Prix, sponsored by Jimmy Rain. All right. So we talked about that, the calendar, a little bit. Now let's go into the teams. We'll just go in alphabetical order a little bit. You don't have to say. We'll just talk about how their performance, what we think we expect from them so yeah. far. Let's start off with Alfa Romeo. I think this is a big year for them as a team. Yeah, there's kind of a question mark hanging over their heads right now. Um, they looked quick in some in some areas, and in some areas they didn't. Their one-lap pace was good, but not great. And then their long run, it looked a little tough. It looked like as, as fuel started wearing down, the balance of the car changed quite a bit. And I don't know, Valtteri had a huge lockup, and they also had some reliability issues early on. So if they can get that sorted out, they're looking at a good probably fifth I don't really know. I'm not making a car looks cool though. Car look cool. Car does look cool. Uh, I think I a big question mark is going to be uh, with Valtteri and just how focused he is on trying to help uh, Zul out yeah. with right. Uh, however you Joe say Guan it. Joe Guan Yu. Joe Guan Yu. Uh, however you say it. Uh, out right because I mean right now Voltas has a uh, mullet and a mustache, which is sick by the way. It's sick, but he I don't know how American. focused he is <laughs> on driving. He inspired me to get my mullet, so. I think also. You know, it's good. I think it's a big year for uh, Joe because he was on a one-year contract last year's rookie year. Yeah. He started off good, and now he really wasn't the same after that Silverstone crash. I mean, he got yeah. ra- points in his first race, so it'd be interesting because he had got points at Bahrain. So we'll see how that was this year. Yeah. Uh, quickly, uh, Alphatari. Um, Mud. I think it's a big year. Mud. I, it's. A, I think it's big for them too because they're talking about. The Red Bull potentially maybe selling the team. They will be an Andretti Motorsport team at this time next year. It is a throwaway but season you, for but them. Also, you have Nick DeVries, though, who's pretty good. He will drive for Audi, I think. Their, Audi their, talent, their talent managing. I, I see Lando going to Audi over DeVries. So. Um, and speaking of Lando, Oscar's going to have a tough season. But anyways, <laughs> back to Alpha Tower. This year is kind of a throwaway year for them. Their car looks like a milk truck. <laughs> <laughs> it Like, goodness, it's... It's FedEx delivery at its finest. Hmm. Why FedEx? I don't know, I don't man. Know Slow. Because they're never on time. Allegedly. Uh, whatever. Uh, Alpine. 
this could I think this could either go very well or very poorly. I don't think yeah. there's really a middle ground for Depending this. Depending on how well Griggs talks about them. Yeah. yeah. That's how their season's gonna go. <laughs> if yes. Griggs says a single nice thing about Alpine, you can expect them to be pointless by Saudi Arabia. For if those of you who do not recall, whenever I would say I'd predict Espen Alcon to have a great weekend, he would not do well. And then whenever <laughs> I would not say anything about him, he would finish like top five. So yeah. take that as you will. I think it's a big question mark. I mean, they didn't yeah. even run the soft tire at testing. They no. threw on the softs today, but nobody knows kind of setup-wise where they're at. No. They uh, could easily be sandbagging, or they could really yeah. be in trouble. I mean, I think Mercedes is is uh, still sandbagging. Definitely. I, think, I think they fixed something, and they don't want to tell people yet. Definitely. It's got to be under the car. Spe- oh, yes. Speaking of great teams so far from what we've seen, Aston Martin. <sighs> Sleeper. P1. Sleeper. P1. Whoa, that's, mm. that's Whoa. a hot one. I'm but, just going to tell you right now, Fernando Alonso will have pole tomorrow. Mm, ooh, that is he outpaced Max on the low fuel runs today. Over, I want to say four laps, individual laps. He outpaced Max. Four on individual low fuel. laps. Yeah, he he had the top of the timing board for F- all of his laps that F- he put out that were hot laps. He was uh, highest for FP two. I yep. know. He was, I think he was second or third for second FP one. I think he was second. second. He was FP1 Checo was one, and Checo was first. But it just depends. It, again, you can't really give too much credence to what they put in in practice. But FP two is where you start to look a little bit more seriously. FP3 is where they're going to try and get more quality laps in. Mm. So how that looks at the end of the day, I'm not really sure. I personally think Aston Martin's going to be and they're going to be the best of the best of the rest. They're going to take McLaren's spot for fourth and take Alpine's spot for fourth or their contention for fourth. I think it's going to be McLaren and Alpine, Alfa Romeo, AlphaTauri, and Haas and Williams fighting to try and get points off of Aston Martin. All right, Noah, speak quickly on the bo- on the prancing horses. Oh, we're going to win. <laughs> First and foremost, I'll go ahead and spoil my predictions. Because it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Ferrari is going to take home at least one trophy this year. And it has wow. – it they starts can, with they a They can C. win his pit stop. They can win one <laughs> – the DHL pit stop challenge. No, they won't. I don't have faith in that. But I do have faith in the Constructors <laughs> and Drivers <laughs> Championship this year for my prancing horses, my red team. We got it fixed on the staff side. The car side. is red. Their car is red. You're we're led gonna, by a French winning. guy. That's we're important. led by a French guy. I fired one of the Italians. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> All right. Haas. I don't know. Hulkenberg looks looks quick. Yeah. He looks like he was ready to get back in the car. I think mm-hmm. I think Haas is going to fizzle out with their development, and yeah. their drivers are going to take a hit in confidence probably around summer break. Mm. I think they're over race distance. Their race runs kind of look like it's falling off the deep end. Yeah. They're sitting like – P eight, P nine. Their quality runs look okay, like P six, P seven. But yeah, that's carried by the Ferrari. It's going to be key. Their development. Gonna be, they're yeah. they're going to have to keep up development over the coming up to the summer break. For uh, sure. All right. We already talked about this one a little bit off here now, but McLaren. Man, McLaren's car is just not where they want it to be. They were talking about it at as they revealed it. They said that it's not developed, and that lack of confidence and. The fact that they're relying on their first upgrade package to come three races into the season means that the first three races are not going to be a good standard for how well they do. The rest of the season is going to be what's most important for them, and they're going to be starting off behind, which is really frustrating for them, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And especially for Oscar Piastri, who is going to be worse off than he was if he went to Alpine. He's very good, though. He's very good. Uh, Mercedes. They're sandbagging. Sneaky. I think they are sneaky, again. They're a sleeper for second. Whenever Lewis says the car is slow, 
Yeah. It's not slow because then I, from Rocket Power Mohawk, I think I showed you some of his stuff too, Joey. He said the same thing in 2016, 2017, 2018, and all this. Other. I don't think they'll be really clear. Like, I don't think they'll be challenging Red Bull, but I, I do think they take over from Ferrari yeah. just because of pure strategy. Mm-hmm. Ferrari is an iconic team, but I really do think that they are they're, yeah. they're looking like P3. And Can we, we kick this guy off the air? <laughs> <laughs> no. We need He's to keep Ferrari merch. They need to keep Lewis Hamilton away from cars that are black. Uh, every time that happens, it's game over. But I don't I, I don't think it'll be game over this season. I think you know Mercedes is going to be much more competitive. They got to go back to the silver uh whatever the silver, silver bullet arrows, it was called. Yeah. Silver arrows are no longer silver. They're black again, but that's purely for weight because the so car cool. was so heavy last looked, year. The car does look cool though. The car oh, looked cool. I think right, the big question mark is going to be Russell. If he can show up and ball out, I think Mercedes yeah. is a real shot this year. I mean, he beat Lewis I mean, last year. I know, but he's, he's got to go a step above. You got to go against a very, very motivated Lewis Hamilton this year. That's exactly. just a different. Everyone has a target on their backs. This that's year. just a different animal entirely. Turns out no one had a target on their back last year. That was ridiculous. Um, it kind of worked out perfectly. All right, defending constructor and driver champions, Red Bull. They'll be fast. They're clear. They're so clearly ahead. Everybody else is trying to play catch up with them right now, and they've developed their car even further. Even with the, the less simulator time and the less the money they had taken off, it still is not that much. That Adrian Newey is a genius. That car is so much more advanced than any of the other teams that are going with the Red Bull concept, mm-hmm. except maybe Aston Martin, who just took it to an extreme, uh, a different extreme than Red Bull did. Well, we have to but remember they bought they have the new factory now too. Yeah, they do, and they have one of Red Bull's chief technical officers mm-hmm. now yeah, they is do. on their side. Their CTO carried over the ideas, not the plans. So right. th- that follows accordingly. And quickly, last team Williams. Now, let me tell you folks something about the American dream, Logan <laughs> Sargent. Logan Sargent's going to come up with this Formula One. He's going to secure the American dream for all mm. of the Americans out there that believe they are fast in a Formula One car. So he's going to score three points? No, he's going to score all the points. Mm, all right? Sure. He's going to finish first in every race. And you want to know why, Ben? Why? Because he's American. Mm. That's, that's, he's American. All right? Never forget it. Here we go. That always holds up in the in the season. But I think this I think the, this driver pairing is one of the more interesting. Yeah, it's Albon who's still fighting for his place in Formula One, and Logan who could be the next the next guy to help get that American market more and more. So yeah, it'll be interesting. That's interesting. All right, that is gonna do it for our talk on the preview. When we come back, we're gonna have predictions. We're gonna have our fantasy lineups for Week One, as well as some over unders for some certain categories in F1. But do not go anywhere. You are listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle ninety one point one FM. And welcome back into Smooth Operators. For this section of our podcast, we're going to be talking about our fantasy teams and getting into some other predictions about this upcoming Formula One season. Griggs, why don't you start us off? Yes. All right. So I will do my team first, I guess. We're going to do our fantasy teams, then we'll do some season as a whole predictions. All right. So my team. So in... Our, hey, we have an F1 Fantasy League now. If you guys feel so inclined to join, we're going to tweet the link out later on our Twitter, which is new, by the way. You should follow it if you want to and feel so inclined. SMOP Podcast on Twitter. But, yes, so my lineup is as follows. I have Max Verstappen, and he was also my DRS driver, earning double points, along with Fernando Alonso with $8.3 million on it, Carlos Sainz, Nick DeVries, and also Kevin Magnussen. And my two teams I have are Red Bull and Aston Martin, and I still have $2 million in cap left over. So that is my fantasy team. Noah, over to you. 
All right, we're going to start it off. My team name is called Dinosaur by Hank Williams. Mm. Everything else was taken. Uh, everything else, I doubt everything else was taken. Well, everything that I come up with is taken. So our first driver is going to be Carlos Sainz coming in at $17.2 million. Next up is Esteban Ocon, so I don't need you to talk about him all season. I will not. <laughs> is, uh, his cap hit was $9.4 million. Our uh, DRS two-times driver is Max Verstappen at $26.9 million. A lot and, of Ferrari confidence there. Well, we have a lot of Ferrari confidence, man. Right. Kevin Magnuson, six point seven million, and Valtteri Baltas at seven point eight million rounds out the driver lineup. Then my two constructors are Ferrari, you know why, at twenty two point one million, and Aston Martin at six point seven. I have three point two million left in cap. All right, Ben. Well, it's gonna sound like copy paste, but I thought it was a pretty good lineup. At you first. told me it was all you told me it was all sleepers, but you well, were over the cap, and I'm like that can't be right. Yeah, well, I'm not over the cap anymore, but. Still have two or three guys who might surprise you. I've got Max Verstappen as my double points earner alongside Fernando Alonso as my number two driver. Gasly, Perez, and Hulkenberg round up my lineup with Red Bull Racing and Aston Martin. I'm I'm joining the hype train. I think I think the Aston Martin hype is real. Yeah, I'm joining that hype train as well. And Joe? I have five hundred thousand dollars left okay. over. Joseph. So I'm gonna echo a lot of the same sentiment. I have uh Max, Fernando's my double points driver. Mm. Nico Ulkenberg, Gasly, Leclerc, and then I have I'm I'm on the Aston hype train. I think they're gonna win the whole thing. And then <laughs> against my better judgment I have Ferrari as my second yeah. team. So you can Ferrari and Aston Martin? I have t- and I have two point four left. Okay. So basically what we all said, we all had Fernando on our teams, correct? Yeah. Okay, so let's get into that. Chat I do not have Fernando on my team. You didn't? No. <sighs> oh man. Well, he just looks different this year. He looks hungry. He looks green. Yeah. He does look green, but Green in a good way. Probably um, green from Papa Stroll, too. Yeah, for sure. Big Daddy Warbucks' money is finally coming in handy. And that that car's starting to look good. Yeah. I don't know I don't know who they recruited to design that car, but it looks very much similar to every other car on the grid, but it's also very, very different in terms of the characteristics. All right. So that is our F1 Fantasy League. If you want to join that, check it out on our Twitter. If you feel so inclined later, we'll post that link. Join up. Have some fun. We'll be talking about it all throughout the season. Yeah. But now, let's get into some of our over-under predictions. I have some I'm going to say to the guys who are in the studio right now. Let's start off with this one to everyone. Okay. Who – or let's not – first one who finished. This is a who finishes higher. Let's start it off with this one. Okay. Everyone, who finishes higher in the midfield, McLaren or Alpine? Hmm, Alpine. I'm going to go with Alpine as well. Yeah, Alpine. Alpine. These early races are going to play such a heavy part, and not only points, but I think momentum Mm -hmm. as well. And I think Alpine really has a chance to grab the momentum and run with it. All right. Does every driver this year, the 20 drivers who are currently starting in F1, score at least one point? No. 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 Yes. I think yes as well. Which, Which drivers do you believe Noah and Ben would not score a point? Because last year we had people, everyone scored a point. I don't think Yuki Tsunoda will score a point. Wow. Okay. Oh, I didn't even think. I don't. I don't. I think. will be changing my answer to no. I don't think either of the Alphatari score this year. Wow. They do not look good. I'm gonna have to agree with y'all on that as well. I don't think either of the uh, Nick DeVries got points in a Williams last year, and you guys are downplaying him. That right Alphatari is a tractor. It's literally a bus. It's terrible. You yeah. could drive a Honda Civic around Bahrain faster than you <laughs> are right now. 
Yeah. All right. Okay, now we'll do this. Over under Mercedes. Over under three and a half wins this season. Oh. Three and a half. I'm going the under. I'm going the under. I have faith, but I'm going under. I'm going to have to go with over. I think George Russell's going to show out, and I think Lewis Hamilton's coming back a hungry, hungry man. I think Lewis gets two wins, and maybe George, George may get one. George may be. I don't think he one. gets one, though. We'll see. But, we'll see. yeah, I agree with that. All right. Next one. Over, under, five and a half different pole sitters. Over. Over. Easy. I think we're going to go with five. Ooh, so you're going under. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of, we had a lot of interesting ones so, last year. So I mean, either – do you think Fernando Alonso will get a pole? No. Do you wow. think – I don't believe – I, I think they're a team that's going to qualify these first couple races within the top three. Last year, Kevin Magnuson got a pole. Well, let's – That was because of rain. But still, America. Yay. You know who else got a pole a couple years ago? Daniel Ricciardo. Lance Stroll. No. Lance um, Stroll. Checo. In the racing point. Yeah. Wasn't it Lance Stroll? No, it was Lance in the I, racing point. I, I was yeah. thinking about yeah. fastest lap. I was thinking about, um, what's his name? He who shall not be mentioned. He who should not be mentioned. Got a fastest lap. I didn't get any points. That's like ball. 19th. <laughs> um, okay. Over, under. Let's go. Ooh, this is an interesting one. I'll think about this one. Okay. I got this one. Over, under, seven and a half different podiums this season. So different people on the podium. Well, hmm. I, I Last bet, year there were seven. I, I bet the over. Seven and a half. The full spread is Carl so much man. closer this year. I'm a, it's got to go over. Where yeah, are you getting these over. numbers from, I'm just man. making them up. I'm going off of what was happened last year. and oh, then You are you are like Vegas up in here. You're giving me some interesting these uh, are good bets. Odds, these yeah. are good odds. Seven and a half different pole sitters this year. I think I think there'll be nine. Ooh, wow. I think there'll be eight. I'm going to go with podium. over. Nine people nine, on the podium? Yeah. Wow. Nine. That's incredible. So, all, of, all of the big three will have one. Or two, and then I think Aston Martin's going to snipe one, and then Alpine's going to snipe one. Right. Yeah, I think you have a clear eight. Yeah. Red Bull to Aston Martin all are going to grab Clear one. eight, bold nine. And then there's going to be a surprise like Lando at ML last year. Somebody's going to grab right, a stupid here we go. one in the Exactly. Race. Five, over, under. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll do this one. Over, under, five and a half, one, two finishes for the same team. It could under. be any team. Under. 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 Field's closer. What was, the, what was the odd again? Five and a half. So it could be a Red Bull 1-2, Mercedes 1-2, anyone 1-2. Oh, by any team? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm still going under. Under. I think I'm going to go under as well. What was the number last year? I can't remember what it was. I for, think it was like seven total. But it was just all – Ferrari had two at the start. I, know, I think they might have had, had five. Australia, and then, yeah. Red Bull had five, so it was seven. I think under. I think it'll be less than four. Yeah. Okay. We'll do one more before we get to our season predictions. All right. Does a driver – Outside the big three, make it into the top six of the driver standings. Yes. The big the the big three in my mind being Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Maybe top two. Six, top six at the end of the season. Yes. Yeah. And construct and uh, drivers. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. I have some strong opinions. I'll save them for my predictions, but I think okay. easily. Clear. Let's start it off with our predictions. Everyone, go around and tell me who do you believe. Will have will win the World Drivers Championship this year. Joey, start with you. My heart is telling me. My brain is saying Max is going to win his third pretty easily. My heart, <laughs> I know, is telling me Fernando's going to get a third. Mm. I mm. I just think that the amount of money they have, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out after the season and say they spent like six hundred million dollars on that car. 
because Lauren Stroll just won't care. So I, I think he, if he doesn't win, he'll be top three in the driver standings. Okay. Yeah. Ben, uh, I think, I think it's looking like it's going to be Max Verstappen, but I'm not going to rule out Leclerc. I'm not going to mm. do it. Noah, it's definitely going to be Verstappen. My brain <laughs> sits here and tells me to say Max Verstappen, but my red heart <laughs> that beats red for one team tells me. It's going to be Leclerc, mm. and I'm going to have to go with my heart on this. Give me Leclerc as world F1 driver's champion. I'm going to go with my brain here. I'm going to go with Max. Just that Red Bull is still so fast, and he's in a he's in a whole different zone right now. He just gets better every year. It's he's, crazy. He's it's like he's bored with how good he is. He just it's so yeah, like nonchalant. After, yeah. All right. Let's start. Let's go. Top three in the constructors. Start from three and go to one. So say your third, go up to your first. Uh, Joey. I'm going to go Aston at three. Mercedes at two. (gasps) Whoa. Um, Red Bull at one. All right. right, Ben. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Ferrari three. Mercedes two. Red Bull one. I think I think it's just going to be about who finishes more. And I think Mercedes is more reliable this year. We've mm-hmm. already seen a few Ferrari engines go down. All right. Um, I'm gonna go Mercedes three, Ferrari two, and a close th- two three with Mercedes again. I think not as like what it was at the end of the year. I think they're going to be flipping back and forth some. Hmm. Not like Ferrari leads the entire time, but Mercedes gets close to the end. And then I'm going to go Red Bull 1. I just can't see them dropping off that much between them because I really can't see, barring an engine issue or something like that. that Barring they get disqualified. (laughs) I doubt that would happen again. All right, Noah. I'm going to go ahead and predict this will be probably one of the better uh, races for the constructor that we've seen in quite a while. Hmm. Um, I'm going to have to go with Mercedes 3. Red Bull two, Ferrari one. Mm. My heart just beats too much red, and we got new people on staff that I think can fix the reliability issues. And Leclerc and Sainz are very good race car drivers. All right, real quickly, each of you guys, give me one random prediction that you think will happen this season. One prediction, Joey. I mean, I think Aston wins a race, but I think that's people are kind of. I'm gonna go Hulkenberg podium. Finally! Wow, USA! Oh, wow, it's, it's time! It's time! Okay. All right, Ben. Um, I've got two. Logan Sargent outscores Alex Albon. Let's go! But is outqualified by Alex Albon. And um, let's see. What's my oddball one? I think Pierre Gasly and Esteban Alcon are gonna have three crashes into each other. Wow. <laughs> Only three? <laughs> Only three. All right, Noah. Uh, I think we'll see an Alpine or an Alpine one-two at some point. Ooh, whoa! Oh, I got faith in this team. He's, dr- he's drinking be- the French juice. I am drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he's drinking the Kool Aid, and the Kool Aid is blue. I, I think. I think we are going to see a uh, Monza type Alfatari. You know how that was uh, mm. a couple years ago. That is uh, some okay. French flavored Kool Aid right there. <laughs> I'm going to go with. This is a, this is an interesting one. 
I'm gonna go with a boat uh, Bottas podium this year. Ooh, spicy! I think man. he I think he'll find a way somehow to just his smarts will out do some other drivers and then also random prediction. I think we're gonna get a race where all 20 drivers finish. We didn't have that once last year. Okay. Uh, Okay. It's interesting. Good you know what? That's not, that's not a bad one. That's, that's not, not a bad one. But yes, that's that'll a good one to end on. do it for our predictions. When we come back, we'll have our Bahrain race preview and our race predictions for this weekend's first race of the year. You're not going to want to miss it. Last segment of the show coming up. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome into the Smooth Operators Podcast. I'm your good friend, Ben McClurkin, kicking it alongside Greg's Blankenberg, Noah Phillips, and our guest, Mr. Joey Ferrara. No, I wanted to call him Joey Ferrari, but I had to decide not to. All right. Um, Anyways, we're going to kick off this final segment with predictions and analysis of our first race. Griggs, kicking it over yes, to you. Yes, as we always do, I'll kick it off the Bahrain International Circuit for the Formula One Gulf Air Bahrain Grand Prix 2023. It'll start at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday, but the first Grand Prix was held here in 2004. There will be 57 laps with 5.4 kilometers a lap with a 308.238 kilometers the entire track. The lap record is 1 minute 33 seconds, 0.447 by Pedro de la Rosa. 18 years that record has stood. 2005. There are, three, there are three DRS zones here, three DRS detection zones with 15 turns. And this race was won last year by Charles Leclerc, if you remember, where both Red Bulls suffered engine failures. But let's start off with this race. So... The Aston Martin hype is real right now. If you've listened to the show right now, you we've talked about Aston Martin probably more than any team right now besides Ferrari and Red Bull. And I don't want to say I called it before the break. Ben always knows things. It's okay. But I said they're going to make gains. Mm. Before the 2023 cars came out, I said they were going to make gains. And I was dead on. I am drinking the Kool-Aid, and it is dark green. Mm. It's kind of like a weird mix of dark and lime green. Yeah. It's like what a swirl. Anything gonna be? No, never mind. That's helping. I was about saying it's gonna be pink a little bit too, but no, that's um. Yeah, no, it's blue, green, and blue green. So no. this, so this race, we're gonna find a lot about some of these teams out this weekend. What we've already seen is we already talked about with uh, the free practice sessions. We had uh, Checo come in first in FP one. Um, Fernando Alonso came in first in FP two. But both Red Bulls were in the top three both weekends. Uh, both practice sessions which we were kind of talking about which makes a lot of sense from what we've talked about in this show but what can we really see in this circuit because last year this is the one where Red Bull was doing okay through the entire time this is one of our closer battles between Leclerc and Max throughout the season mm-hmm. switching back and forth at that first DRS zone and then before Max's engine failed so what do we need to be looking out for reliability issues mm-hmm I think that's going to be a big watch, making yeah, the is. whole resistance. Yeah, it is. And also, I think teammate clashes are going to be evident at the first race. There's not. There are some teams like Alpine who don't have a clear one-two. I think they're both pretty much on equal terms. And also Yuki and Nick. Nick's sole objective is to destroy Yuki. <laughs> and I think, I think we're going to see them two go back and forth a little bit. Maybe they're fighting for. 17th and 18th, but they're going to be fighting hard. 
I think uh, another good thing to watch is the, uh, the speed traps. Mm. You know, there's a lot of talking about engines, about the offseason and everything, and I think speed is going to play a big factor not only into this season but also the uh, economics, if you will, of the Formula One circus. Yeah. Mm. Red Bull's looking dangerous on top speed. It is looking dangerous too, especially with these um, the uh, a three DRS zone track, especially. Yeah. But I don't assume Max would probably be needing to use DRS too often. But you never know. I think he's going to start in the front and in the front. Yeah. Mm. You people have no faith in the Ferrari. <laughs> I think Ferrari gives like gives it a challenge. They they put on a good show. It's going to be interesting. I think tomorrow's the real. Yeah. The real measure of because we don't know who's been holding back whose engine. I like I still don't think Alpine's fully showed their cards yet. They haven't. Mm-hmm. I think we'll probably see. I think we'll probably see. I'm gonna say six different teams in Q3. But here's the thing though: McLaren can't be that bad, right? I, no, I genuinely they, think I they are. I do believe that they can be. I think they're at risk of dropping three or four spots. They're in the more worried about electronic advertisements than they are with the. Those speed were of the cool car. though. Very cool. Yeah, it's going to look great so in P17. It's so <laughs> pointless when you're running around in a middling team at the back of the field. It does not matter. The ads aren't going to be shown Nobody's going to show that the, car. The ads aren't going to be shown a lot tomorrow because it's going to add weight. It's going to add weight to an overweight car. Because so they, be they won't be in Q2, so they're not going to be able to show the advertisers. They're going to get 15 minutes. That's it. Anyway, let's start it off it's here ridiculous. as we normally do on this show. Let us go one. Uh, let's go. Let's actually do this. We'll go poll, one prediction, and then the podium. All right. Poll for tomorrow morning. Joey. I have to go with my brain here. I think, I think Max gets it, but I think it's, I think it's like we saw like a lot of times last year. That last flying lap, clocks expired, mm-hmm. going to the line, mm-hmm. he'll get it. I think mm-hmm. Fernando is two probably. So kind of like what happened in Canada last year. Yeah, and I think Checo. I think Checo is probably three. All right, Ben. All right, qualifying. Uh, going with Verstappen here. I say he leads by a quarter second, point two five over um, Charles Leclerc, and then Charles Leclerc three tenths ahead of Fernando Alonso. The gaps are going to be big because the cars are so different right now. But I'm as g- the season progresses, it's going to get closer. I'm gonna go with Max taking pole. I'll go Charles P2, and I think Checo P3. I just think that Red Bull is just too reliable because they're, again, both were in F, top of FP1, FP2. Yeah, it's consistently It's just fast. consistently, and they are not – they don't need to run the car as much as, like, the Aston Martin because we already know the Red Bull's fast. Yep. All right, Noah. Well, I mean, I was going to say Max Staffing too, but now I feel like I'm copying y'all. Um, you're, you're the guy to always go with the horses last yeah, year. Yeah, I know, but I'm going to go with Max Verstappen. Uh, is going to qualify first. I think Leclerc gets P2. And I'm not buying the hype of Aston Martin. I know I have him in the Fantasy League as one of my constructors. But I'm going to go with Lewis Hamilton, hmm. P3. All right. One random prediction for t- the r- either, qual- uh, either qualifying or the race, we'll say. Make it quick. Joey. Two separate engine failures. Hmm. I think, and, I, and I think they're both Ferrari-powered. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Come on, man. Ben? I was going to say three power unit failures, but that's not interesting I'm gonna, I was going to say four. Yeah, so. I was going to say five, I guess. So, you know what? You know what? We're gonna They're all see, Ferraris. We're going to see Fernando get chased down by Lewis Hamilton. I think he's going to finish off the podium, but he had a real shot. I think they just mm-hmm. blow it with the tires. Hmm. Okay. 
I think we're going to see – oh, this is a tough one. Um, I think we're going to see seven different instructors in the points on Sunday. Really? Okay. That's going to – If it goes off of what kind of what Joey was saying, if there's engine failures and stuff that leads places open for some unsuspecting midfield teams to get in there. Like, who's to say that Lando, even though it's not going to be good, gets two or three th- breaks to go his way, hits a safety car correctly. He just coasts the rest of the way. So Maybe. Who, who do you think's the like the worst team per se that's that you think will get points? The worst team per se, I think will get points. Like, do you see a Williams sneaking in there? You I think, think I think Haas can get points. I don't. Oh, think, I, that's, will I don't get think points. Nico Hulkenberg is going to finish like I don't, six. I don't think five. Williams will score points, and I don't think Alvatar will. I don't think Alvatar. Alvatar is going to need some luck with the safety. Look car. out for and Joe. Then, he was good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's been looking good. All right, and Noah. Uh, I think we're going to see a large gust of wind at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's so that accurate. All right. We're running a little bit behind schedule, but let's go quickly. Uh, podium finish for Sunday. Start at P3. Go to P1. Joey. Pacheco. Fernando, Max. All right. Ben, quickly. Uh, we have another show coming in after us. Lewis. Charles. Max. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Carlos, I'm going to go Charles, and I'm going to go Max. Leclerc, Max, Hamilton. Hamilton winning? No, uh, no, no, no. I went P1 to P3. My bad. My bad. So, oh, Leclerc, 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 Leclerc P1, wins. Max P2. Yes, that. All right. Okay. All right. Wow. So time is not of the yes. essence. Time is of the essence right now, though. But we have to go. But thank you so much for tuning into today's show. If you missed any of the episode, you can check it out on wherever you get your podcast platform. Be sure to check out the F1 Fantasy League or the Twitter at SMOP Podcast if you feel so inclined. But that is going to do it for our show today. I want to thank Joey for coming on the show. We'll have him back eventually. But for Noah Phillips, Ben McClurkin, I'm Greg Splankwork. Have a great weekend, everyone. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM and War Eagle. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.